Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is One Tough Video Game. Vester's Quest is one tough video game with sinister mazes, deadly traps, hideous monsters, and spooky graphics. But if you make just one mistake, you start all over again. Vester's Quest, the video game from Sunsoft for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Are you good enough? <laughs> no, it's Nintendo hard. Yeah. I'm not good enough. I played this. No. Nintendo hard. No. Nintendo hard? Nintendo. Hello and welcome to Play Retro. That's right, this is Play Retro, and I am one of your hosts, Scott Johnson. And don't let Uncle Fester fester too long as Uncle Fester and Fester's Quest featuring Fester. All right? Wow. It's that. uh, Sorry, if that's not enough for you, then check this out. This game gives you a hand, and you will have you, it will have you lurching for more. Oh, dude. Putting in all the the horse laughs. (laughs) <laughs> Terrible. And I'm your other ghost, Brian Dunaway, and I'm not a creepy or a kooky, but I do occasionally stick a light bulb in my mouth and uh, light my way as I enter the sewers of our small suburban area where I fight back an invading alien army and rats for some reason mm. with my upgraded 8-bit fester gun, mm. a plunderbust, if you will, while smashing the turbo button as hard as I can. Neat, sweet, and have you seen Pubert? <laughs> Hubert. Also, Hubert, that's the worst. That what, was that was the Adams Family values uh, when they had the kid, and they, yeah. and then they lost the kid, and Lurch Pubert. was pushing the pushing the uh, baby carriage on the cover. That was a good cover. That yeah, was a good, I liked that, it. I liked that was it. all right. Um, pu- uh, speaking of Hubert, the the kid, um, what's his name? Pugsley. He's no relation to Hubert, by the way. No, no, no. I looked it up. Pugsley in that game, the sixteen bit game that we will talk about today, the Pugsley Adventure thing or whatever it was called. Right. That thing features more fart sounds than any video game we've covered here on the show it was the it was a game based on a 90s cartoon you better believe yeah there was some fart sounds yeah they farted like crazy i didn't realize that pugsley was known for his farting or whatever that's supposed to be about did he do it in the movie i think that was i I think that didn't come about until later but i i'm not 100 sure because i could have seen some black and white adam's family where you know he farts and flames flies out of his butt. So it seems plausible in my mind, even though I don't think it ever happened. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it fits too. Maybe it's because I played this game this week and I went, "Ooh, you probably gotta so, slow down so. on the farting." Even jumping on furniture, he was farting. Just farting all the time. Just farting. farting. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mario goes Wing! when he jumps or what? That's not a good version right. of that. But whatever sound it is, good. or uh, Pac-Man goes waka waka when he eats a pill. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> That's not how either one of those sound. <laughs> kind of does he goes waka he goes, waka, waka, waka. waka 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 and it's waka, like waka, oh fozzy bears pac-man what happened uh, good point i'd play that are you kidding me that'd be great oh yeah but fozzy bear head is sure. pac-man and he would he would eat an energy pill and he would go ah, ah, ah. i now, like that i do that little ah thing. exactly now before before we dive into all things adam's family uh retro video gaming and we'll start with fester's quest 
Uh, we're not going to start just yet, though. We're going to talk about our week in retro gaming, and I have uh, uh, a, a weird thing to tell you. So, I my goal was um, I was in, I was going to end up trying to beat my old score, not the world's top score, oh. but my old top score in Pac- Miss Pac Man. That was my goal. I was going to play that, see if I could beat my old score, which I've written down somewhere, and then I was going to come on here and go, "Hey, you guys, guess what? Scott did his uh, thing." But instead, I found on a friend's Plex server the entirety. <gasps> of that stupid old Pac-Man show from the eighties. Oh, dude! And I that watched awesome. I watched the whole freaking thing. I'm kind of in the background. I wasn't really focused. Yeah, too much. yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. That's you don't you don't watch Pac-Man. No, that's you for turn kids. Pac-Man on and you let it run and you do the thing. And I thought about you today too, by the way. But mm. continue your story. I want to. I oh. forgot all about this and I didn't put it in my interest stuff, but it's totally related. Oh, all right. I can't wait to hear it. Well, I'm a right, I'm no. a fan of that cartoon, but I also know it's stupid and horrible. All right. Right. So I want people to understand when I say, when you watch the Pac-Man 80s cartoon, where Pac-Man wears like a suit and tie and his girlfriend, wife, lady, who isn't yeah, really yeah, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, girlfriend, wife, it's Miss Pac-Man, it's, you know, and they're supposed to be a family and he's yeah. supposed to be, you know, the, the guy, you know, he's supposed to be the man of the house. They made it very... Yeah, you know, and American it was an era of just family. bad. They were bad cartoons. That's all. Yeah. And I still have Look. some fond feelings for it. So I watched them. Brian, why are you holding this Super Friends VHS tape? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought about you today. I'm, I, I, I was at the place uh, today, uh, one of the places I go to pick up old junk, yeah. and uh, they had this old junk in there. It was a Super Friends videotape, and I, man, I, I love Super Friends, okay? I love Super Friends, but I just feel like I am uh, nowhere near the fan that Scott is. Oh, I'm when a huge I fan. This, I even have this at I the saw handy. Was Scott. Look at that. <laughs> I love that stuff. Oh God, we gotta do these. We gotta do these games. And the, the Superman game and stuff, and mm-hmm. Batman games. We gotta do those eventually. Let's too. do them. We did Batman though, didn't yeah. we? Batman and Robin. Did we did do Batman? Well, we did. We, yeah, but we did. We didn't do Super Friends no. Batman. We did movie Batman movie based. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, right? we should go the old. We, we get back we to the old school, movie. like weird hybrid. It was almost like a little bit of the '60s show mixed with I right. don't know what was going on there but batman and robin in that era were so dumb they were so bad yeah yeah but i'm sure there's some decent games and also there's some superman games that deserve our attention because it is very rare for a superman game to be any good at all they're all right. bad right why are they bad and we, do we the, should discuss and we need that. To do the aquaman game too because i i remember that i played that on the gamecube and man i i i kind of love that for some reason really i think it was the n64 yeah. when i played it was it the same one they just up it i don't remember yeah right yeah 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 it was pretty bad it wasn't good. You might have, you may remember it fondly, but I think you just kind of I, swam around. Well, and no, I think I remember it fondly because I played it while we were doing. Uh, I think we were, were we doing the final score when I would do the old game or something. Maybe segment. So, I Could mean, it's boop. not that old. I didn't play it until like, uh, you know, not that many years ago. Could have been the boop show. I don't remember. Could have been the bloop, the bloop show. Yeah, the bloop show. The one we never Could did. Have been bloop show. Called the bloop show. I can look it up on YouTube because one of my more popular videos is not as popular as Jurassic Park. By any oh, means, really? Still, still pretty good. That's interesting. Good. Jurassic Park takes yeah. the takes the crown, does it? Yeah, it does. I'm it impressed. Takes the crown. It's, well, it's, uh, it, let's take the game. let's take the crown of spooky eight bit games. All right, or at least we're going to start with one, and uh, let's do it now. Oh, if you know, I forgot to do. Hold on. Shall we play? You didn't get to say what you did in your retro work this week. Sorry. Oh well, you know, I I played, I showed, I did my show and tell with the super super friends thing, but I did pick up a CRT. Yeah. You want to see it? Yeah. Let's see it. Do you have it handy there? 
Can you yeah, even put it on second. camera? Hold on, because that's hard well, to yeah, move around. Okay. Hold on a second. I gotta, do, I gotta do some stretches first. Brian's a weirdo. He owns like 12 CRTs now. He's gotten them all on the side of the road. Or Oh my gosh, what is this thing? Sony? I wish. I thought it was at first. It is a flat screen and this is just an RCA. It's a 14 inch. I don't remember them making one this this fairly decent, but it's a yeah. it's a true flat. It's got S video inputs in the back. It's got component on the side. It's a really good size for retro gaming and hooking up all your 16 and 8 bit systems. I'm pretty excited. Wow. Um, I saw something that you would have liked and I meant to forward it to and I totally forgot. So I'll try to remember it now, even though I don't have the link. Um, but Sony, the last <laughs> Sony television they made that was a CRT right, also had the very first iteration of HDMI in it. Oh, and, and I didn't nice. know that. I didn't know there was crossover. I didn't there. know that either. It was like oh five or something, oh four, oh five, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw this thing. I went, "Oh, I got to send this to Brian." And then I completely <laughs> forgot about it. So that's how that goes. You got to do it. Oh, by the way, also people have, are making fun of me this past week when I was doing my um, emu VR stuff. Mm -hmm. I was doing. I, mm -hmm. By the way, I get back into my. I got my Oculus Quest three. Yep, Mister VR me. over there. You have Meta VR Quest man. three. And I've been playing Emu VR is where you play. You can get into a virtual old school room like from the 90s and you can play video games on virtual CRTs. Wow. People are making fun of me because I was doing that virtually when I have CRTs right behind me. Hmm. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's cool. my room is essentially that room in VR. And it's like, why is Brian doing that? Hmm. Why is he? All right. Fine. Okay. Yep. But they're not wrong. They're not wrong. I didn't think about it. Well, what's crazy is the last CRT rebuilder or builder, the people that made mm -hmm. made them work again or made new ones, closed in 2010. Uh, the last one in Europe, uh, which is called RACS, which is located in France, closed in 2013. We're done fixing them now. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. We have a we have a TV guy in town still who I think still does. What does he do? How does he work stuff. on those? Like, what does he actually do to those things? <laughs> Why does he know you don't have a lot? I mean, you got you got some magnet. You can pull out the screens and stuff if they get too close to like you know something magnetic or something. You yeah. know, and it's just replacing capacitors and that kind of stuff. As long as nothing major goes wrong with these CRTs, which they don't usually. Yeah. Not like a lot of HDMI stuff. Like I've had plenty of cheap uh, modern TVs that just like they die. But yeah. you know that's what you pay for. You, yeah. you pay one hundred twenty dollars for you know, 50 inch screen TV. What do you expect is going to happen? Have you played any around with that? Um, NES thing that lets you play on your Oculus or sorry, your, your meta quest three that mm. is in AR. So it's mixed reality, but you, the, the Mario, for example, if you're playing Mario brothers, super Mario brothers, Mario looks like almost a little bit 3d. The land he's on yes. has some depth. Have you, I, what's that called? That's a got a I name. Haven't, I haven't played it, but somebody tipped me onto it yesterday. Um, and what was it called? Because we was looking at the, uh, pinball VR and someone some, might've been in our, might've been on our discord server. Somebody pointed out to me recently. I meant to check into it. I hadn't had a chance. Oh, here it is. Gamertag VR does a, has a whole thing. This is where I saw it. Um, okay. So Duck Hunt, they put depth on stuff. So like, yeah. instead of the characters or the, the landscapes being um, flat, they have right. they added depth to the character. Um, right. So here, this guy's playing Duck Hunt at the moment. Um, but you can see like the bird's got some depth. The dog definitely has some depth. The land has some depth. It is wild to me. I'm excited. Yeah, that's so cool. Looking. I want to play this so bad. And oh my gosh, Ghosts and Goblins. I would never do this to myself. Um, <laughs> but I do want to play like Mario Brothers looks amazing. 
Um, right. What else did I see? I saw something else that was just like crazy cool. Yeah, see, look at this. Look at this. Yeah. I got to get so a Quest cool. 3. Why I dig I, this. I'm telling you, man, at, you know, the Quest 1 was fine. I actually really liked the Quest 1. Wasn't a big fan of the Quest 2. It was okay. I really Quest 2 just wasn't a huge three. jump. Quest 2 was like a little lighter, a little faster. Yeah. Battery life wasn't great. It was like, it wasn't a yeah. huge leap forward. This thing? No. This thing seems legit. You know what's funny, though? This is... I said this on core last night. I'll say it again. The, uh, the quest three and what I've seen from it, including stuff like this has me, has sold me more on Apple's plans. Yes. Than before, because Apple's plans look like very high fidelity focus on mixed rather than focus on VR. And I'm not saying that's ultimately what will sell the most. Also, you know, obviously the price is ridiculous, but this stuff here looks pretty damn good. It's not the best camera, but it's mm-hmm. okay. Well, what Apple seems to be making seems like the best camera. And I, I'm, the, that, I'm more yeah, interested now saw, than I was before. You know what I mean? When I saw the the one that Apple was doing, I kept thinking to myself, well, that's pointless. If you're not going to really see people's eyes, then what's really the point? We're yeah. really trying to get to the end stage instead of making something that will be available to people. Because I knew like partway in, I'm like, oh God, they're not going to sell this to real people. Um, because having a camera on your eyes to then project on the front of the sc- on front of the face thing, I'm like, yeah. that's like almost the most pointless thing in the universe. <laughs> However, <laughs> I was thinking, that's kind of cool. That's neat. Um, but yeah, and the pass through was really good that they were showing here. It's pretty good with the pass through being color now instead yeah. of black and white. Yeah. I'm able to, you know, in a, in a lot of the games I can play uh, where you can do the pass through now. You yeah. couldn't always do that with a lot of older games. This one obviously does one the pass through, which is great because you don't feel so isolated. It feels like something this in AR, which is which is what I'm really more excited about than VR. AR is just so much more exciting. Yeah, I, th- I think opinion. there's just something something to this that's sparked a bunch of headspace right. for me, and now I really want right. one. You know, so I don't know. I guess I guess congratulations to the Quest Three for being cool. I don't know. You're being cool and affordable. It's the- <laughs> Yeah, relatively speaking, it's a big jump from the two, but it's a lot less than what Apple's working on. It's a lot less than other high end devices. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And it also seems to be just a really good mix of, well, mixed reality. It's a good combo. Right. And and Bo's got the the newest one too. He got it as well. Yeah. You and him are twinners on this front. We're bu- we're buddies. Yeah, we're VR buddies. You're bastards. That's what you are. You're bastards. Bastards. Very bastards. Uh, okay. What I meant to do uh, before I cut you off and didn't talk about your VR stuff or your uh, retro stuff this week is talk oh, about yes. our topic this week, which is all about the Adams Family games from the 8-bit era up through the 16-bit era. And we'll start with Fester's Quest. Uh, a lot of people remember this. A lot of kids had this on their NES consoles. I had this game. I remember really liking it back in the day. I can tell you now, I think there is a better uh, game in this lineup than Fester's Quest, but at the time, it seemed like the bomb. Let's play a little bit of it so you can hear a taste. I got a question about this. So here's, some, here's some fighting. Here's my question. So this, this fine, this, what you're hearing here is fine. But never in Fester's Quest did they seem to have the money or the uh, the music license to play the Adams Family theme, and I don't right. know why going, that was. Going forward, you would hear the Adams Family theme in just about every other game after this, and it was a pretty good argument that this didn't have to be the Adams Family. This was a time for you know that the intellectual property wasn't necessarily a 
big thing. As a matter of fact, I, I want to say that Sunsoft got this uh, from the interviews I read. The Sunsoft got the IP pretty cheap, pretty yeah. cheap. They got the, you know, the because the back then nobody, nobody knew the money you were going to be able to get out of video games. Now, that was that was new. Plus business. The only thing we saw about uh, about this, uh, about the Adams family at that time was reruns, syndicated reruns of the black and white TV show from the 60s. That's right. That's right. And you mentioned, by the way, that uh, Fester's Quest was a Sunsoft joint. And you may think, oh, I've seen that name on a million Nintendo titles later. And that's true. They would become kind of a prolific regular under the uh, under the Nintendo name. And in fact, Nintendo published many Nintendo IP based games that were developed by Sunsoft. They kind of they became a sister studio, you yeah. know, in a way. Um, never quite lost their independence, though. It's not like uh, who is it? Camelot. I think Camelot right. is purely a Nintendo studio now, I think. Right. Camelot. Sunsoft, yeah. Sunsoft has a really good history as well, and I'm really tempted to buy there's a there's a really good book that I saw this week while doing my my uh deep dive. Mm. And it's all about Sunsoft and their history, and I'm pretty interested. Thirty bucks still is a hardback. I don't know if they have a digital version yet, but I'm I'm still looking. Well, still looking. here's the basics of it. Uncle Fester's enjoying a quiet night when suddenly a UFO appears. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. UFOs. He's, he's uh, moon bathing as they as the joke goes yeah. for the Adam's family. Just out yes. there getting some some moon rays, you know. That's what yeah, Fester does. Rays. And uh, anyway, it unleashed a whole bunch of problems on the city. So it's up to Uncle Fester to thwart the otherworldly threat and protect his home. It's like mazes. Uh, slowly, well, I didn't like the speed of it. Now playing it again, I think I didn't notice this when it was new. But he's really slow, dude. Just he kinda. is really slow, and if he gets hit by certain uh, enemies, he gets even slower. And you can't fix that yep. until you get, uh, which took me a while to figure this out. You can get some clamps. I don't know exactly what the clamps do, or vice grips. There's vice grips, and I guess he puts those on his junk and it makes him go faster. <laughs> I don't know, but he's uh, yeah. <laughs> This is a, this is one of those games where you have uh, you hit the select menu and you'll have options for uh, pickups that you'll get along the way. And I think vice grips are one of them. And it kind of counteracts what you're doing here. Yeah. And if you if you got like a, a start out with a two health bar, um, so you get two hits, which is real easy to get hit, by the way. And uh, you you can re-energize that by collecting money as you shoot aliens and then go into a hot dog stance because that's what Uncle Fester does. It's what he that's does. He powers up. That's right. He also cheats a lot by using Lurch as a as a destroy everybody of power, and it drove me it drove me a little crazy how easy that was. It kind of made the game a little easy, in my opinion. It's this game is at its base NES hard, but it is a rewarding game. Yeah, uh, that lets you upgrade your weapons and as you go along. So if you if you make smart choices and you collect things and use them at the right times and you learn the patterns of the bad guys, the enemies, you're going to get greatly rewarded. All yeah. the way from, uh, you'll notice when you start shooting things that they drop, you know, aliens drop things like these jumping eyeballs will drop, either you'll know, sometimes drop money, they'll drop uh, they'll drop uh, light balls, which you can use for exploring dungeons, which by the way, the first time I did this, I did not know how to freaking turn the light bulbs on, and so I was just walking through the freaking uh, dark dungeon shooting stuff. It didn't work out well. Yeah. Um, but you also can pick up uh, weapon upgrades. Yep. So you start out with a really crappy blunderbuss that he has. Yep. And as you collect guns, um, it improves. The bullets get better. And it gets it gets it has all different kind of patterns. A yep. lot of pattern stuff. I watched a whole video on the breakdown 
of the patterns and how all it's like a 30 minute video. Yeah. You can't believe I watched the whole thing. No, there's a lot to it. It's stuff I didn't notice when I was playing it. I just remember going, oh, yeah. these are a pain in the ass. It, you know? it breaks down all the hitbox stuff, how that works. Really interesting video. If you ever want to watch something boring, let me know um, and I'll send it to and, you. And we didn't mention it, but this is a 1989 release, and this is before the films. Yeah. So this isn't based on the films, based on the TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And the TV, TV show, show. Uh, the, 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 Fe- the even Uncle Fester, running side to side here, very much re- resembles the Uncle Fester of the television show. Oh, yeah. The, and the, lurch, the lurch is 100% the lurch from the... Uh, Oh yeah, from the '60s show, and the the guy that you might have seen also in in uh, the Star Trek episode, which I love. I, I can't remember the guy's oh, name. Not, I love the, the Traveler guy. Wait, not Star Trek. Um, not the original Star. Wait. Yeah, the, yeah. The Lurch was on the original Star Trek. He was in one episode where uh, Kirk goes down to a planet, and there's some lady there, and he's like some kind of big brute. Well, is it the real? So the re- the lurch from the films, though, is also Waxana Troy's bodyguard in TNG. Ted Cassidy, that's it, Icor. Yeah, um, right. There may be some more Star Trek connections as well, but that was that was the one I knew from just back in the day. Yeah, I remember uh, Deanna's mom had a had a bodyguard. And I'm pretty sure yeah, it was lurch. the movie Lurch. I think. I think everybody needs a lurch. No, I think, I uh, dude, I am the lurch in my family. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think you're right. Is it that, or are you thinking of the traveler, this Will Wheaton's? No, different dude. About? Different dude. Okay, that's different. I don't guy. think okay. that's even this. Uh, I mean, he's lurchy. He's lurchish. <laughs> he lurch. Yeah, he would he's go to lurch-ish. the. He would go to the church of lurch. That guy. He would go to the church of lurch. Yeah, I love it. Lurch church. Oh, but one of the most frustrating things about this game, this game, I went in, I kind of hated it. When I got through this week, I found that it was the most compelling of all the games because it has some of the most unique gameplay mechanics, even Mm -hmm. though it doesn't heavily feature uh, the Adams family in the way that I would like. Mm. I mean, you get to you get get to knock on doors and you get to see Wednesday from the TV series. Yeah, there's well ca- as, they're uh, basically cameos though. They don't treat they're little cameo yeah. shots. Yeah, and it doesn't really make sense. Aliens have come to town. What? And yeah. it, I don't remember ever Fester having to go out and shoot aliens. But anyway, anyway, um, and I'm fine with that. I, I by the way, this- that the, the weirder you get with your premise, the more I'm into it. Actually, right. I kind of like that yeah. part of it. My biggest complaint of the entire game is the mazes are. Im- are impossible for me to navigate without getting frustrated. They're just aimless. There's no indicators on where to go next. You kind of need to memorize it to get yes. anywhere you want to go. And I hate that so bad. Yes. You really you struggle do, there. You easily, you really easily get into hedge mazes of the town so easily. And uh, yeah, it, that, that becomes very frustrating. I'm with you. No map, no, no battery saves. So everything's password saves. The good news is you can do a the password saves in this one. Anyway, you can do continues. So. so if you upgrade your weapon, yeah. Yeah. whether it be a gun or a whip, if you upgrade it, you can still continue on and you don't lose your weapon, which is good. But then again, also, I found areas where I might want to downgrade my weapon. And how do you downgrade your weapon? Well, you have to wait for a drop, and if it is a pink drop, then it'll downgrade whatever it says. So if it says gun or whip, it'll downgrade it one level. And right. If you find one that's blue, it upgrades it. So you, there's it doesn't come into big time play. As a matter of fact, it gets kind of frustrating because you'll accidentally, you know, go through an area where you're just shooting it up, and then you just walk right over a pink, and you lose your weapon down a level. And you're like son of a butthole. This this but, uh, central computing boss that you see here yeah yeah this is is this the final boss i believe is uh, the is this the, the, this the queen alien 
Maybe. I can't remember how. Just, uh, I, all I know is when I encountered this, it was one of the most frustrating things I'd ever done in a video game, and I died <laughs> over and over and over. That's because that's because it's a top-down, sort of kind of top-down, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of top-down three-quarters, but not quite. And no. so, yeah, he doesn't really face bad guy here. The, no, the, this guy's kind of not so, cheating, but he's found the exploit where you hide in a little corner that never gets a bullet. Yeah. And then just that's and that happens missile. a lot in this game. If you if you walk here's a tip: if you walk along the hedges uh, in town, the lots of times the aliens will not spawn in the middle of the road. So you oh, just you that's just, great. Like, yeah, so <laughs> this, much. This is that stuff. era, though. This is what you did. They didn't patch this shit out. It's a cartridge. No, right? You just played it, and if you found a little sneaky sneak, you did it. Yes, and it was yes. okay. Everybody was like, was "No, you're, not only is it okay, they they were like encouraging it." Here's this today's <laughs> issue of Nintendo Monthly, or no, uh, Nintendo Power, and here's a whole right. thing on Fester's Quest. Guess what? You can stand in this one little spot and never take a shot. Congratulations, yes. you're the winner. Yeah. I wonder how the developers felt about that when Nintendo Power would give that little bit of, "Hey, nudge, nudge, wink, wink." By the way, I don't know if they did the per, the people who did the manual for Fester's Quest for the NES. Yeah, they even suggested in it that you should totally get the you know the the Joy Cons or what you should get that you should get the controller with the Turbo Fire and mm. everything changed when I was playing this game, and I turned on the Turbo button. Fester is a badass. No, and this guy who's playing by the way was definitely had the Turbo button on because you don't get that kind of rapid fire uh, without that. Yeah, they recommend. It. I wouldn't they call it. I wouldn't call it cheating. I would call it up, upgrading your play a little. Upgrading bit. your play. Is that what was the, what was the advertising? They did have advertising like upgrade. It was called upgrading your play. I, Am I just? I mean, that sounds like a great name for it. That but I'm not sounds sure. like the right marketing for yeah. it. Look, look at Fester, and the town is so excited. I hate this ending screen. It's so bad. And then next week they'll all hate them again. They all hate the Adams family. They're bringing down property values in their creepy, kooky mansion of a house. Yeah, uh, no I used to love it. the show back in the day. I was a, I was a fan as as a kid of that oh, show. Dude, I loved it. I I like this and the monsters, but I got to say, I don't think the monsters holds up as well. No, the monsters I, doesn't hold up as well. I wish it did. I also wish yeah. that that uh, Rob Zombie thing was good. It wasn't. Yes. Um, I think there's there's something to love about the monsters, but for me and my I money, I like it's, it. It's it's, it's okay. I just don't. Yeah, it's okay. I just think Adam's family is just a better. It's a better it's, It goes thing. all the way back. It is such a wonderful premise that no one else really explores because the space has already been occupied. Yeah. And all the way back from the 1930s cartoon mm-hmm. uh, of the Adams family, the the when they come in the newspapers, uh, you've got this this family that is all all involved with death and pain and everything else, but they love each other so much. They're yeah, it so worked. It somehow worked. Dedicated. And I think that new other. Friday sh- or uh, not Friday Wednesday show is really good. Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know why I said right. Friday. I, I like what the hell's you know Friday with uh, Ice Cube and uh, yeah. all them guys? It's, yeah. it's good stuff. It's, it's totally adjacent to Adam's family. Yeah, absolutely. Bye, Felicia, and all that. It's great. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's that one. Now let's talk about um, the movies. The movies come out, and they're like, you know what? We're going to make another game, and we're going to call it The Adams Family. Simply that, and they're going to put it out on everything, and they did everything, and it sounded uh, like this. <laughs> So as you can tell, we've upgraded a little. We're in the 16-bit era there. 
This is the Super Nintendo version that I captured from. That's the that's the one I played. That's the I one thought that was. No, I played the. I might have played the Genesis version. They're b- very, they're very, very similar. similar. Very yeah, the sound. Once yeah. again, the sound is better on the SNES. The uh, movement and speed is better on your Genesis. Uh, pretty typical of how that stuff worked yeah. out when you did ports. But it's. Uh, I think only the Turbo Graphics CD was the only one that was wildly different. Oh, I, I didn't know they made one on there. That's too. one I didn't know yeah. about. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know about it either until our, our friend Tonda Goser. Tonda Goser. He, uh, yeah, he he grew up with those those Turbo Graphics, so he's always my source for that. Yeah, he's your Turbo Graphics. Uh, mm. He loved it. He thinks that should have been yeah. the dominant console of the era. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and I don't blame him. There are some cool things about that console. Oh, totally. But it didn't really work out that way. But anyway, this game mm. is a lot more like hey, what if we made a really difficult Mario-style game and uh, we side-scroll it and we have Gomez with his freaking foil uh, killing stuff that looked like Mario enemies. And the answer is yes. Yeah, look, is at those, is. look at those flying fish things. Man, that is totally stolen. Oh, yeah. I guess they're supposed to be birds or something. I don't know what they're supposed to be, but man, that is, that is the flying fish 100%. Look at those armored. The little armored uh, dudes with the, with the pointy hats. Yeah, they're they're stripped yeah. right out of Mario. Like, I don't care yeah. who you are. There's no way that that's original. Uh, but that's fine. In fact, you could almost yeah. say this looks like a, he's got the mustache and he looks like a Mario guy, you know? So yeah, he, Plus, he's Raw Julia. That's He is definitely based off oh, yeah. the actor who played Gomez in the 1992 film. So, yeah. You know what pissed me or not pissed me off? Maybe a little sad. They didn't do any VO in these games, and I kind of think they that would have been. No, cool. I wish they could have had some uh, some VO in this game. They really put their attention in uh, the sprite work. That this this is a beautiful, this yeah, is a beautiful animated, game. real good. Game. The characters are super well animated. I don't like Gomez right. staring at me when he holds still, but whatever. <laughs> can deal with His it. idle animation is a little bit discerning. Absolutely. I found this extremely hard, though. Um, I died a ton, and I gave up eventually because I think this game is punishing. Um, yeah. It, maybe it I just don't like know a what Mario, I'm doing. It, it looks like a Mario, but it's, it is not tight like a Mario platformer. It is very loose uh, in, its, in its gameplay, and... I did not actually care for the gameplay that much. Yeah, it's, it's a not beautiful the best. game. It's not the best. Yeah. It looks good, but it. I just died a lot. I think the, um, I don't know, ghouls and ghouls, ghouls and ghosts is maybe a good comparison. There's a difficulty right. that feels a bit like that. Uh, and I never played this back in the day. This was my first exposure to it. So yeah, it I is, never played it back in the day either. But you're definitely jumping on top of the you know aliens to to kill them. You eventually pick up some weapons like rocks. He's using a sword right now, which is fencing sword. Yeah. Um, which is spot on for the movie. A lot of movie tie-ins. You're exploring uh, the Adams Family Mansion. It goes right along uh, with the story where, uh, oh, butthole, uh, Dan Hedaya. Oh, Dan Hedaya. <laughs> yeah, he plays, it, the, he plays it in the movie. He does it so well. Christopher Lloyd, Angelica Houston, Raul Julia. God, I love that movie so the much. The movie's great. A, that movie is way better than it deserves to be. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I think a lot of it is on the backs of Raul Julius, which which yeah. actually makes it uh, obvious to me why that you would use him as your main character in this game. Right. Because he's kind of the main character of that first movie. Fester a little he bit really more is. in the second movie in Family Values. Yeah, Fester in the first one was was lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, he Dan Hadaya had found him and uh, apparently Christopher Lloyd had gotten lost and lost his memory. So he was Fester. Uh, but they didn't realize that in the movie, so they were trying to pass him off as Fester, but he really was Fester in the end, so really weird twist and turns. What did but we I just see? We just saw some with Dan Hedaya. Oh, the 
Blood Simple. We saw him in that. Blood Simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the film sack. Yeah, we watched the Blood Simple. He was he was really good in that. He played dead real good. Oh, he was great. He was <laughs> a great did, dead guy. Die. Yeah. Hell yeah. He would, he would no, he really die. wouldn't die, would he? For a while, for a while there, that took work. That, that was down. a lot of work. Yeah. There was nothing simple about that death. No, it was blood hard. <laughs> right, blood um, hard. Anyway, it's uh, it's cool. It's just not the one I enjoy playing be- the most because no. it just is so damn hard. And this is Ocean now taking over the reins. Um, and they would do so for the rest of these. It's all Ocean from here forward. Yeah, I believe. Right? For, no, I think it was actually Sunsoft still. Was this, this is still Sunsoft? Sunsoft? I yeah, I don't. I don't think we got into Ocean until Pugsley Scavenger. Oh, Hunt, you're I right. Think. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Pugsley Scavenger yeah. Hunt, Adam's Family Values. I always mix this one up with family values. That's why I do that. But yeah, Ocean was a big name yeah. in the latter part of the 16-bit era, and you'd see them all over those new ones. And I Look how they Halloween made, this is right now, though. If you're watching on screen, Gomez is jumping through the graveyard, and there's flying pumpkins, great pumpkins flying through the air. This is perfect Halloween fare. If you haven't played it before, uh, why not fire up the Addams Family from 1992 on the SNES or the Genesis or any console? Yeah, give Just it a look. Virtual, you know, emulate that bad boy. It's a lot of fun yeah. uh, for a little while until you get frustrated with the gameplay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, I'm going to now introduce you to my least favorite. Of all of these. Oh, really? Really? Is it, is it because of the... Oh, I'll, I'll let you tell me. Okay, so here's me. the reason. Um, yes. Well, I actually... This, this is hard to Just say. Tell because, what it is. Because my favorite is the one after this. But uh, we'll right. talk about that in a minute. This is Adam's Family... Val, or sorry, the Adam's Family colon Pugsley Scavenger Hunt from 93. Yes. And this thing is 100% made for the kiddos. Uh, <laughs> mostly your 11-year-old fart-loving boys. Okay. If you got Absolutely. a boy in the house that loves the sound of him farting on things and, you know, poop humor and whatever, Pugsley is your man. But I did not like this game at all. <laughs> I found it to be really frustrating to play and really awkward to control. And I did not like this game very much. Um, and it is odd because this plays very similar to the previous. And this is supposed to be a sequel um to to the other but it's also a um it's like a spinoff it's a spinoff for from the cartoon which was on Adam's family cartoon which i i did like pretty good i haven't seen it in many years so i gotta go back and uh and watch to see it's a 90s uh, cartoon very 90s i don't remember it yeah yes yeah it's very 90s uh so if you liked that you probably like this game similar humor and you know just childish humor jokes, not as creepy or kooky no. as the others. Here's some here's some sounds so you can get some fart noises. Oh, let me go back here. Hold on. Here we go. Gotta that scavenger hunt. Here the we name go. is right from the title here. Yeah, do. Hear it? <laughs> yeah. Here's does more. He farts a lot, dude. He farts a lot. We were we were enamored with farts. But once again, it's one of those platformers working with. It's very you know Mario, but now we're in the sixteen bit. I I got while I was playing it, I got 
I got seven up spot vibes. Oh, that's a really good comparison. Mm -hmm. The way it moved, because you know, yeah, because the platform is not great, and it's real easy to like hit, hit your head on something and, and miss your jump. It's very, yeah. very similar to that. I think you're right. And some serious game. bullshit in underwater levels. I hate them. Oh, yeah. I hate them in all games, not just this, but I don't like them at all. And this game has an egregious section of underwater bullshit that right. I would like my time back for. Because I, I would it. like my time back. Uh, I if I had this on the Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Color, I I might would play it. It doesn't look nearly as good as this SNES version, but it's still it's still playable. Yeah. This thing seems more like it would be a good Game Boy Color thing. To yeah, me. yeah. You know what? Yes, Game Gear, Game yes. Boy, uh, GBA, even. You know, little right. port, little portable thing. Go to pizza. Your parents are talking about life and politics, and you can play this in the corner. Mm-hmm. That's I'm that, not firing this thing up on my TV at home. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Sorry, Pugly, but you're not that great. Sorry, Pugly. You're not. And that actually, great. I did. I played this on my. Uh, I, I after I started playing it for a couple of minutes on my PC, I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, this is going to play a lot better. Yeah. On uh, my uh, Ambernick mm-hmm. RG. Yeah, that's so where that's I played it. I did. That's where I played yeah. it too. It was okay. That's where that's that's where it works. It was okay. It works better there, but I still think it's the worst of the batch. But if yeah. I'm going to tell you now the best of the bunch, it's this one. Not just because of the music. It's the best music so far. It definitely. Okay. Now you might hear this and go, "Okay, what, Scott? What's the big deal?" Well, let me show you some video people at home (laughs) for people who are not at home you won't see this but adam's family values was not as good a movie as the first movie um and i think everybody just wrote it off and said well none of the games are going to be any good either but this one is my jam this is my favorite of the bunch i think it's a combination of incredible sprite work um i love what fester looks like um and i love that fester is the star of a game again yeah. And it is basically like, hey, remember Fester's Quest? What if we made that better and newer? And what if we right. had some of the coolest sprite work I'd, I've ever seen on the on a 16-bit console? It's so good yeah, and so detailed and fresh. Um, I didn't feel like I was getting lost like in the more you know maze-like game of Fester's Quest. Uh, there's a lot of variety to where you go. There are caves and there are waterways and there are bridges. And in a way, it was kind of like a Zelda world it's very uh, it's very zelda like yeah yeah like link's awakening kind of era very much so yeah, very and much i like really like that in fact this is the one that i was like i think i could keep playing this I oh i going. think i could too i didn't finish it but i i definitely made a little ways into it uh the the, the i think the difficulty could have started out a little bit lower because there was there was a time when i was like i don't know if i was just doing something wrong but i couldn't get past even like the first task and I was like, what am I doing wrong? But yeah, look at this menu system. Look at this select menu system. My God. Yeah, they they definitely borrowed from Zelda. If you're going to borrow from someplace, this is a good place to borrow. From. Yeah, it's clear its inspirations are Zelda based, but it's it's fine yeah. with me. Um, and instead of having hearts, you gather skulls. Yes. And the skulls start to add up to you until you have like a string of skulls up top for harder encounters and that sort of thing. There's a, there's some like light RPG elements uh, like we said, inventory management stuff that is, you know, kind of ahead of its time a little bit, or at least, you know, Zelda-ish in its implementation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the tone is more cor- uh, correct for the world. It's just very dour, a little bit dark. Um, 
he looks like Christopher Lloyd, weirdly, but in a very <laughs> cartoony way. That. He's such a little, he's such a chibi little thing, but he's he kind of looks like a Christopher Lloyd. I don't know. They they did good. They yep. did good. They got dialogue trees. They got. I mean, look at him. His little frumpy head. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Running around in that it dumb is coat. A very engaging game. It is. It is challenging without being overly challenging and you feel like like you said it feels fair this game feels fair and like some of these previous games were it just felt unfair like come on and i think the graphics are just for real like very good yeah like this looks like somebody today would go hey i got a new indie uh pixel title i made and i believe them absolutely yes this this looks like something that doesn't age uh much at all um and you run in there's the same thing where you run into other characters like you spend some time with morticia out in the field somewhere and yeah they give you they give you little quest and things yeah this is truly a fester's quest they give you more oh questing. way way more like that's what i'm saying right. here is i they don't think they marketed it as such but this is like big time mm. spiritual successor to the game everybody thought they loved right and i just think it's a better version of that i just really like yeah. it i mean look at this one like effect. i love i love having the lightning hands too just right oh yeah you yeah you're like uh hands. uh you're you're what are you the emperor in star star wars man Right, yeah, that's what Fester he did that in the in the movies, mm-hmm. so that made sense. It, it they played right into the movies. It fit, um, it but fit. yeah, this is underrated, and I think this is the one I would play more of. I think people should check this one out if you're playing a lot of SNES games. This is the best version of that. The Genesis one was okay, mm-hmm. wasn't great though. It was okay, and that's the other bad thing is is as all of these games we've talked about today, sometimes we can go, oh, you just head over to the uh, you know to the Nintendo store and you can pick this up. No, you cannot. This is this is not available readily available anywhere on any store that I know of. No, uh, you have to emulate and, it or get a cartridge or yeah, I, I had to emulate it. I think I emulated all of these except for the thing we we're going to talk about worth a mention. I actually uh, own that, but other than that, yeah. It was all emulation for me this week. Yeah. No it's really good or nothing. You guys should check it out. And the, re- the the reception at the time was strong. It's not like this wasn't, you know, this wasn't poorly reviewed. And now suddenly we've discovered it again. It's always been Mm-mm. generally liked. Um, but also it came late in the anyone caring about Adam's family stuff, I think. So a lot of people just didn't play it. And I think that's a shame. So. Right. Find Speaking it. of reviews, one thing back to Fester's Quest real quick. Um, I like going over uh, to Moby Games. Moby Games has a really great uh, list of reviews. So it's really easily accessible for what people think. Sometimes they're from magazines. Sometimes they're from online blogs. Uh, so you can look at them really quickly and easily. You can sort by the ratings. And I was curious about Fester's Quest because I really liked it in a way because I thought the gameplay was so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand people not finding the gameplay, you know, I- intriguing or anything like that. So, but anyway, Nintendo life from 2010 mm. gave Fester's quest. The first one we talked about, uh, a 10%. Uh, they said Fester's quest is bad. It could be one of the most horrible. It, it could be one of the most horrible games for the NES. Ouch. Damn dude. Which in a way is fitting. If the Adams family themselves were to play a video game, they may have chosen this one. So they know about the Adams family lore right yeah a group of people that enjoys being tortured and blown up may just enjoy it it's almost as if this is a working prop for the show wednesday's favorite video game is impossible to play and no fun at all ouch wow this is one of the this is this is one for the history books the boring repetitive uninspired franchise destroying history books wow ouch nintendo life wow (laughs) see and i think a lot of people disagree with that That as much as i think that game's a little hard and doesn't hold up as well over time i think it 
Right. I mean, people like. I that, think the dude. gameplay is consistent. I think I think there's a lot of game mechanics. This I think it's a really interesting game mechanics. The, uh, a mix of game. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. But I'm gonna. I'm just saying for my money, the big the the big winner here is this one. Yeah, that 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 definitely has. I think the most replayability, unless you're looking at some kind of you know speed run or something like that i think yeah. i think you're right i think just the the moment to moment gameplay of adam's family values from 1995 is just yeah it's solid better. dude it's real good yeah now many of you are going scott brian we know you know about this pinball machine but why aren't you talking about it <laughs> well we're gonna talk yeah, about it all right about? we're gonna talk about it. in fact we're not just gonna talk about it. we're gonna hear some of it we're gonna look at some of it here it is Man. <laughs> now we got some VO, dude. Listen, listen to that. You can hear, you can hear Christopher Lloyd. You can hear Raul Julia. What are we talking about? Well, the pinball machine, which was the best-selling pinball machine of all time, Scott. Not it's also considered one of the best pinball games of all time. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Like people love this shit. They're into yeah. it. I like it. This game is amazing. If I had an actual you know, in in the room version of this pinball machine, I'd be the most yes. popular person in the state. They'd all come over here. <laughs> the whole state. The entire state of Utah. They're all here. Yeah. Right. Um, all kidding it. aside, though, you can actually play this on the FX thing, right? The FX uh, collection yeah. deal. And, yeah. And that's how I played it because I didn't have access to a physical machine. Uh, so I hit the pinball FX. If you're not familiar with that, you can get the free client on Steam or such places as that. And then you can purchase tables. I think right now the Adams Family Pinball Table is on sale for $3.99 and will be until the 1st of November. So now's a good time uh, to pick it up and experience the digital version yeah. of it, Adam's Family. It's pinball. a very, very good game. Uh, yeah, and it's, it, a pretty, it's a pretty faithful uh, translation from what I remember because I've played it before, but it's been uh, many years since I've played the real physical uh, Adams Family Pinball. Um, but it seemed pretty, uh, you know, genuine to the original article, except for the part where when you're shooting the ball, like when you're launching the ball, yeah. um, they have a graphic where it is uh, Gomez golf club over top oh. of the pinball and, and hitting it, which is fine. It's, it's fine. actually a little bit annoying to me. Is it annoying to you? Why? Because it's not yeah, consistent like, with the physical game or what? Yeah, it's like it, because it's on top of the table and then it shoots oh. it, it like it shoots through to where the ball would normally go. I'm like, well, that was pointless. I don't want don't do that. You're bru- you're ruining my immersion. Mm. My immersion. I'm it's torn on that because we talked we had a whole episode on this, but I love video game pinball because you can do so yes. many things you can't do with a physical table. But I think right. I draw the line at, hey, here's the Terminator or here's this or here's some other famous machine. And same guy to the Terminator, right? Didn't same I think guy so. make yeah. uh, both of those? Both Williams, I think Williams, right? Was the company? Uh, the guy, I don't yeah, know the Valley's guy's name. Been purchased by Williams at this point, I believe. Uh, and so, yeah, pinball game. Let me look that up real quick because I think yeah. you're right. And if it is the same guy, he deserves some props. Yeah, uh, that's uh, what's his name? I'm looking. Ja- here. Uh, what's his name? Here we go. Terminator. I looked it up. Pinball. I can't find his name. This is one thing we're really bad at, by the way. This is Judgment Day, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, here it is. Designed by Steve Ritchie. I'm pretty sure that dude. Uh, well, I'm thinking of Pat Lawler. Is oh, the, is and the, I'm thinking of Black Knight, and that's the other Steve Ritchie. Uh, 
That's an amazing, oh, it's an amazing table. Yeah. But he's known for Black Knight, Flash Firepower, uh, High Speed, Terminator 2. Yes. Um, and Pat Lawler is known for, uh, for, for, of course, the biggest selling game, uh, pinball game of all time in Earthshaker. Mm. Mm, there you go. Things too. Oh, we also did the next generation. I love the TNG one. Ooh. That's a great, oh, that's the machine yeah. I wouldn't mind having. When he was I, at Stern. I thought like I could have a good yeah. chance of, I, I like the fact that the Adam's Family pinball game was one of the best selling because that means there's probably a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means it'll make it a little bit less expensive, but um, I hope it will because this would be a great addition because it, this does some really modern 90s things for pinballs. It's when we we went to the next step with a whole bunch of mechanical stuff like the thing, yeah. the hand. Yeah. He's at the top of the uh, of the of the table, and if you if you hit the I think I forget exactly where you had to hit the ball, but the, the thing will grab the ball with like a little magnetic thing in his hand and it'll, it'll uh, save it for later when you get the multi-ball yep. uh, power up and multi-ball start coming ah makes mm-hmm. the multi-ball do multi-balls the best so kind of balls they're great yeah. balls oh my god so exciting yeah I love it uh, real quick he is still making pinball machines this guy oh, so nice. he See? started his very first machine was in 77 airborne avenger for Atari he went on to be with Williams for a long time then midway Atari for a little bit and then Stern oh he did the Elvira machine See, that's another that's good one. probably where I remember it from. I've probably put more hours in on. I'm not saying Elvira machine is the best machine. You like boobs. I'm just saying just say it. that they had one in the concession area where I went to school. And every day I'd go down there and play some Elvira. Yeah. It was just, Plus, you liked boobs. Yeah. I know about your boobs. Thing. Well, yeah, they, they, I don't think she ever showed you anything. But, yeah, I really dug the <laughs> game because it was the one it was. I loved it because it was the one that was there. Right. It yeah, was. I understand. A, a love of convenience. It's the same reason I loved ice climbers because it was in the yeah. 7-Eleven I was always at. You know, <laughs> right. I was into right it. Here. So look at this. While he's at Stern, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, Elvis, World Poker t- Tour, Spider-Man, 24 yeah. based on the TV show, 24. Weird. Wow. That is actually fun because 24 has that digital clock countdown thing which you would see kind of like in a lot of pinball machines it looks very similar very smart he did the led zeppelin machine in 2020 and his most recent is now this isn't the same guy scott's talking about the terminator yeah i'm still talking about that guy because he impresses the hell out of me not well but he did the elton john uh tribute machine this year just this year oh wow that dude is working he's still working man all right oh we did voice work scott we need to go to yeah. the vintage arcade superstore. Yeah. Because I just Googled it. I've never been there. I can buy the Adams family for a mere seventeen thousand dollars. Oh, is that all? Yeah. And I can wow. either send them Venmo. I can send them Venmo let's, or I can pay pay uh, monthly on PayPal. What let's do, do it. Let's get it. Let's, you know, I didn't realize it was gonna be that cheap, you know. I didn't know it's gonna be as cheap as a uh, a a small uh Honda Civic, but yeah. sure, why not? Yeah. Honda Civic with no extras. <laughs> damn dude that's a lot 17 grand for a pinball machine it is but man it's a classic do you remember uh oh this is funny sorry to keep talking about this guy who did not make the machine we're talking about who, who's not who's not related to the aspect but we may be a future show because scott is pretty stoked i love that i love it I love but guy. he listen to this this is amazing he is the voice of shao khan in mortal Kombat three what? He's also the announcer, the round two fight. He's he does the voice. <gasps> Are you kidding me? No, I love that guy. Round he all, he also did. Uh, hold on, Mortal Kombat two announcer and Shao Kahn. Do you do MK one? 
No, MK2 is where it changed, but he's the MK2 and forward voice guy. That is amazing. I love it. Freaking love we need it. To, we need to do a show on this guy. We we always talk about doing a creator-focused episode of some people, and he's on the list. Yeah. He's on the short list now. Good job, Steve Ritchie. Your name Steve should Ritchie. have been Richie Steve. All right, moving on. <laughs> That's your look at all the stuff, and I'm telling you... Oh. We're just going to pass over the Adams family. Electric oh, shock can we machine. talk about this? Yeah. So the electric shock machine, this wasn't, I mean, <laughs> I guess it was a game. You described this thing. Cause to me, this is one of the weirdest things ever. It, okay. So yeah, I don't know exactly what you're supposed to do, but essentially you stand in front of this machine and is, is, is fester and he's got a bulb in his, in his mouth and, it has these handles you hold. So I guess it's kind of like the love machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like the love meter machine or whatever. And you hold your hands on these two gripper things. And the way it vibrates, it makes you feel like you're being shocked. And you got to see how long you can hold on to the gripper. And so, I, and you get a little display, a little, little middle of the screen display. And I guess it's just to see if you can take it. It's just a gimmick. It's a gimmick. And I, I've never seen it. But it, I'm, I'm it vibrates very it. fast. So that it, right. um, at least if memory serves, it vibrates so fast that it has the feeling of, I can't hold this much longer. It's kind of like when right. you're using a, I don't know, like a chainsaw a weed or eater. a weed eater is a good good. one, or maybe yeah. a, a mower that's super rattly. Um, right. And you just like have to let go sometimes and shake your hands. It's like that. Yeah. It's but, like that. So it's not really shocking people, but it's, it's a, it's a fun idea, but is it really a game? No, I don't guess so anymore than. No, not really. What are those love machines? Are they called love machines? That doesn't sound right. Because every time I say love machine, I want to sing the song. I'm a love machine. I'm a love machine. Yeah, I don't but, know uh, what that. I don't know what that is. Uh, what are those things called that, that, that you you squeeze and it's like uh, it reads a little. Uh, I can't remember what those things are called. I don't remember either. How did, how did they make money off those things? Hey, give me a quarter and I'll let you touch my machine. Yeah, to this day, I don't know. <laughs> to this day, it's like how? Why is that? Why is this even a freaking thing? Right. I still, I saw one not too long ago. I saw where there's still a, where you can pay like a quarter or 50 cents to get weighed by like some kind of medical scale, (laughs) some store. That was it. That was, I remember that that. was weird. That was very weird. Made you paranoid, you know? It did. And it always looks so weird and futuristic or it looked odd. Like any other way a machine I ever seen before. And you would go, the the blood pressure thing in target is never correct. And that used to stress me out oh. because it would say, boy, your blood pressure is kind of high. That is hilarious. Ours at Publix here is the worst. I've learned to just not use that. Don't one. use I'm it. Like, dude. You, got, you guys got to be kidding me. No. My blood pressure can't always where I'm here yeah. be this. And it's super low. That's the problem. You would think maybe because it's super high. No, it's always super low, but that cuff just like squeezes the poo out of my arm. So I'm assuming it's not calibrated properly. No, it's not right. It's It's got the same guts as like a, I don't know, a pro golden tee golf in a bar or something. <laughs> what is even the point? Don't have What's those. Even? Target, get rid of right, Maybe they don't anymore. It's been a while since I've done it. Right. Love it. Uh, all right. Anyway, there's your there's your full complete look at what the Adams family did to us in those days. That was our Halloween days. episode. How was that? They were creepy and spooky. I've had a fun time doing our uh, doing our spooky season. Yeah, uh, for the play retro show, that yeah. was fun. And who knows what's yeah. even left next year? We kind of run out of horror movie or horror games that are retro. I don't know. I saw a lot of peripheral things that I didn't get to this time around. That I was like, oh, that would have made a really good halloween episode so we'll see we'll Ooh, figure out some stuff. horror based peripherals oh, you know what would be on that list is that chainsaw controller for the uh gamecube Remember that would that? be great or how about uh how about that weird flesh controller from uh uh 
Oh, uh, what is what, what, what movie was that? Flesh that we controller. The weird flesh with the flesh controller. What the hell was that movie? Uh, not extra. It's not. Oh, it's oh, oh. Uh, like uh, extends. Uh, extends. Ex- extends. Extends or yeah. ex- whatever it was. Extends ex- the medical. Is the, it was Existence and it was what's it's um the director always makes gross stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. He also did a couple of really great movies, Eastern Promises and uh, yeah, yeah. History of Violence. But I can't think of his other. I can't think of his name. J. Jonah Jameson. That's it. Nope. J. Jonah it. Jameson nailed I, it. I can't think of his name. He used to hold on. I'm going to look it up. E- Fincher. Stern. I always can't remember. It's like it's not Fincher. It's the other guy that I always Stern. think is Cronenberg. Uh, Cronenberg. That's it. Duh. Apparently his son is doing shit like this now. <laughs> I want to see what that is. I want to know what he's, what, what young junior Cronenberg is making. Cause his dad right, is little, a psycho. Little Cronenberg. It sounds like every time you hear Cronenberg, I always think it sounds like some kind of disorder. Yeah. Well, he's got Cronenberg. You got the Cronenberger. Yeah. <laughs> got the Cronenberger. Yeah, there it is. Existence 1999. He did crash that weird wreck in the car. And now everyone wants to have sex movie. Uh, the Fly, of course. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a car accident and now I'm horny. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. He directed seven episodes of Star Trek Discovery. Wow, what we've the, had a lot of Star Trek connections today. What the hell, man? That seems mm. crazy to me. It does. There's a thing called Ape Sodom. No, thanks. Oh, my gosh. I don't. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's weird. Did, those are two words that do, don't, do not need to be sitting next to each other. Those no. words need to like. Yeah, take they need those to have out. Like a restraining order that keeps them this many feet apart. Did you see Crimes of the Future? That weirded me the hell out. I haven't I seen that yet. That's new ish. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a he's his own dude. He is. A, there are very few like him, but he is ours. Right. <laughs> uh, ours. There's that. Now, here's a fun thing we like to do: the scariest part of the show. Destroy it. <laughs> We're going to uh, do a little guess my game. It's where we play old audio and we try to guess what we brought to the oh table. Oh my God. Did did you copy mine or did you just happen to also do NES? Well, I saw this. So we have NES 1990 for both of us and we don't, we don't communicate before we do this. So there is, right. I guess, some slim chance that you and I pick the exact same game and we're not going to know until we play it because I haven't listened to yours. I have no idea until I play it. So Brian, I'm going to play mine first. If this is what you got, I guess you can say right away. I don't know. Um, it's it's fair play if you say, oh, I know that because that's the one I chose and it's this game. It's totally fair play. All right. Here's the audio. You can tell this is an NES game. Oh, yeah. And I can tell you this, that music is a little familiar. It should be. got a pretty good soundtrack actually yeah and i'll say this reviewed okay it didn't do bank gangbusters but it reviewed okay for its time again based on a popular ip it is first question first question of three that is correct it is based on a popular ip especially then okay it's lost a little luster these days but back then everybody was really into it is it a horror type game yes it 100% is. Right. Although I didn't find it that horrifying, but it's, it's right. It's based on a very horrifying thing, and it is based on that property, yes. Interesting. It doesn't quite sound like the one I did, but uh, I don't want to give away any of my clues. 
<laughs> yeah, I understand. By guessing. Yeah. That does sound familiar, though. Do, 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 do. I think it's taken from the IP that I confirmed. I'm not positive on that. This music, I mean. It's a little me, more jaunty than I would think, though. It's not It's not quite what I would have thought. Um, it is jaunty. You're is, right about that. Yeah. Is it, is it, a, is it based on a singular... Uh, slasher character um yes and i'll add to so this is your third question yes and i'll add to that mm. that it is based on a singular horror character with multiple films okay it doesn't sound like because uh, i did friday the 13th last week surely you wouldn't have done that again right so and only thing left that i could think of from the NES era, there was a horror game with a slasher character with multiples would be a Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's see if you're correct. That is correct. Nicely yeah. done. Ooh. That Ooh. is exactly what this is. It was based Shoot. on Nightmare on Elm Street, and it was okay. I played a bit right. of it to capture the audio. It was all right. Except that my least favorite thing about it was this music at the very beginning. Hold on. Let me turn that back up. It's barely music. really annoying yeah and that makes more sense than the friday the 13th thing so yeah it's okay though it's mm-hmm. an it's, it's a fine game a lot of people think fondly of it i thought it was just kind of average but the uh you know fits the theme of the day a little bit of horror Sometimes horror the theme of the day i did the same thing wow so the nes in the 1990 yeah. year of 1990 must have been a good year for uh for horror for horror games oh that already answers my first question let's play your clip here we go Dude, that's a freebie All right, similar first question. Another banger. Is it based yeah. on a horror IP outside yes, of is. games? Okay. Yes. Oh, I am having deja vu hard here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, right? Okay. Um... Know where to start? 1990, and it wouldn't be. You did Friday the 13th last week. Who knows? Am I might have done again? Hmm, I don't know. Hmm. Um, and it's definitely not the one I did, right? It's not Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> no, it's okay. not the one you did. Nope. Based on a? Did you say it was built based on a horror or sorry, a movie IP? Yeah. Like a okay. Yeah, well, I didn't say it was based on a movie IP, but I will give you it was based on movie IP. Okay. What are what are we missing? Uh, second question: Was the movie IP in question? Did it start in the seventies or eighties? Started in the eighties. Great question. <sighs> that music is so familiar. I know. They did oh, 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 oh. Um. Well, I have another question, so I'll try it. Is it? Is it? Um, is this movie set in? 
<laughs> that doesn't work. Hold on. Is it like creature feature type thing? It For- is definitely creature, not slasher. Okay. Uh, my guess then is gremlins. And, no. And? Oh, gremlins take Manhattan or whatever was that? What was that called? Gremlins 2. <laughs> right. Is With it the uh, colon colon? Oh, uh, gremlins colon the year we make contact. No. <laughs> gremlins. Close enough. Is gremlins 2. I'm the taking it. The new batch. Oh, the new batch shit. That's it. The new batch shit. The new batch shit. Uh, yeah, no, that's why that music's so familiar. That's it. Yeah, it's because yeah. it's Gremlins music. Okay, gosh dang it, that took me too long. Oh yeah, look at that. Uh, Pixel Rage got it in the. Did chat. he get it? Nice job, job, Pixel Rage. He yeah, should know. He's got, got the name Pixel Rage. You know. Yeah. Uh, how was that game? Is it any good? It's right? okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Let me guess. Side scroller. It's a platformer. Mm. It's okay. Yeah, yeah side scrolling platformer. It's That's okay. all they made back then. I swear. It feels like. Yeah. Kind like of bums it. me out a little bit. I wish there was more variety in the NES era, but that's what we were into then. So, it's you know, it's top down. Was it top some down? Platforming stuff. It's top down, then platforming, and then back to top down. And yes, yeah, so it's, it's very NES much that game. era. Did did the game? Did they ever have the original film as a game? Did that ever happen? I was trying to remember when you were guessing because I was like, oh wait a minute. Did they ever oh, this is also a Sunsoft joint. That's funny. Yeah, that's what got me there. Um. Let's see. Looking right here. Now, it looks like they only ever made one for the sequel, I believe. Yep. Well, Sunsoft was known for grabbing those IP, so it just made sense. They yeah. were they were very much an IP type group. Yeah. They had some other versions. There was a version for DOS in 91. It was very poorly received. Mm-hmm. Uh, poorly let's received. see. Next batch video showed up on Amiga, Atari ST, Commodore 64, DOS, MSX, Amstrad, CPC, and the ZX Spectrum in addition to the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, chat Pixel Raid saying, yeah, Data East put out Gremlins. Ooh, was the on first the, one on the Commodore sixty on the Commodore sixty four. Oh, okay, but not like <laughs> oh, a, oh no. All I just mean it's a little more underground. You know, it's less. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. less mainstream. Less mainstream, right? but but still, that's cool. I hope that was right. a good game. Well, anyway, you won this week, and I lost horribly. No, I won too. No, we both won. won. We both won. Yeah, both we both won. won. Although I feel like I kind of, I kind of fumbled into this finish line. You know what I mean? That's fine. It's fine. You still crossed the finish line, even if you did cramp at about five feet before you got to there. So just fine. It's Wonderful. Fine. Carried you across. Wonderful. Welcome Wonderful. to the treasure room. Hey, that's email sounds. That's time for to do emails, voicemails, uh, texts, all that sort of stuff. This week, we're going to do an email and a text. The email came to us at playretroshow at gmail.com, and it came from Rhino, R-Y-N-O, not to be confused with what some people think old Republicans are for some reason, uh, or the <laughs> or the villain on, Star, on uh, Spider-Man. It's not that one either. No, he, he's great, though. I wish we'd get more Rhino. We didn't get nearly enough Rhino. There's never enough Rhino. There needs to no. be more Rhino. I agree. He was one, he was a high point of that uh, Andrew Garfield run for me. Yes. As briefly as he was there. Uh, Rhino says, hey, guys, listen to the most recent episode during light gun horror games discussion. I wanted to send a website your way. A company out of Canada who makes a home light gun setup using two light sensors you mount on your TV, similar to the Wii. While I have not purchased this myself, it has a lot of solid reviews online. Thought you might be interested. It's over at RetroShooter.com slash RS5. I think RS5 is the model. Uh, let me pull it up here as well. So yeah, I just people. looked it up. Uh, I'm looking it up now. Yeah. Well, they got a flash sale going on right now. You can get two 
two controllers with the sensors, it looks like. For uh, the price of one. Only, yeah. only $205. Oh. Oh, and get two, get two pedals, too, though. I don't know what the pedals do. What do the pedals do? Is that reload, I'm assuming, maybe? Well, let's see. Wow, you got 5,125 preloaded games on this thing. Are they all shooting oh. games? They can't be, right? Oh, no, it's everything like Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's just like a that that thing right there is like an emulation box. But the unique thing is it has these guns. You can do the guns on yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, two controllers as well. Let's see. It'll play PlayStation, MAME, Atari, Dreamcast, Genesis, probably just full of, you know, it's probably the typical emulator crap in there. Yeah. Uh, you can get, let's see, two guns in front centers. So I'd probably just get the first one, the basic shooter pro. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just looking at. But anyway, it looks like, uh, yeah, that's two hundred dollars for two, and Let's the two see. sensors. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, you know. It's not bad for what you're that's doing. That's about you know. in line for the other stuff too. Yeah, the Sidian was it the Sidian Pro or whatever it is too. That's that's another alternative. Yeah, it looks like this just the price of like gun technology to this kind of thing right now. That's right. Just, so this it looks good. Looks yeah. good. I think shipping out of Canada is going to be bad though, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you know, uh, but look at these guys. They're it's, serious. They're into it. They got a guy on the front. Oh, yeah, the Sindon. I think that's AI, AI art on the front. Yeah, the Sindon light gun. That one's that one's pretty hot too. You can order. I think you can order just one at a time, though. I think. Hmm. Which I mean, if you're gonna get one, you might as well get two, right? They've got stuff we talked about on here: Lethal Enforcers, uh, House of the Dead Two. Yes. Uh, Operation Thunderbolt as a fun one. Uh, duck hunts on there and what's this one ranger mission i don't remember that <laughs> do you remember ranger is mission where, uh, is that where you're uh you're trying to catch uh yogi and boo boo <laughs> yeah they've stolen the ranger picnic mission. baskets again yeah hey, hey, he's trying to shoot me with the- <laughs> here's a good one this is a text from andrew from colorado who sent this to 801-471-0462 he says uh, got Fester's Quest when I was less than eight years old, and I was terrible at it. I don't think I ever made it past the intro. And yet, it's still one of the NES games I can lay my hands on in less than five minutes if asked. Oh, nice. Uh, I just realized this is like a random video game spam. If I don't introduce myself, Andrew from Colorado. Well, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate that. Oh, hi, Andrew. Uh, yeah, that's how a lot of people remember Fester's Quest. Very difficult, but they would play it right now if they had a chance. There's something about oh, yeah. that that makes a good game. I don't know. I don't know how you achieve that it's, kind of thing, but yeah, you do. It's, it's challenging. Uh, it's not impossible. Yeah. It just requires you to learn each pattern. So it's it's not an unfair game. And right. I think as long as you don't go unfair, people will stick with you. People will stick with you. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, our next discussion, by the way, is going to be Ultima 4, Ultima Five and Ultima Six. Now we will refer yes, to the Phase Two. We'll we'll refer to Phase One here and there where it's needed because that's some right. old shit and it and it requires you know context. But we're going to focus in on what people think is the prime era for the Ultima games. Yes, Four, which is underground, right? I think I believe that is correct. Five follow up to that, and then Six, Five, and Six. I never played Underground. I played the living hell out of. Back living then. hell out of I say my first Famous on good old games yeah uh four five and six for 599 so everybody can play along very few got first game I installed on my 486 I got one yes yep 
Love that game. It's amazing. And I think a lot of the European area got this on their Commodore 64, which is very popular. Oh, yeah. More Big so over probably there. than what Scott experienced. No, yeah. Europe and, and the Commodore, dude, and the Amiga. Mm-hmm. You guys you guys had all the fun over there. I don't know what we were doing. We were just Maybe Apple IIs and the, shit. You know? Right. Is it Quest the Avatar? Maybe so. I that, that four doesn't sound quite right for some reason. Is that? Mm, I thought four I've was underground. Room stands something different. Maybe Ultima. I think underground was its own thing. Was, was it, it its own spinoff? Okay. I'm Hold on. Ultima now. four. Uh, Quest, Quest for the Avatar. You're right. Quest that's not underground. What am I thinking of? Is that just a separate I think, thing? I think it may. Eh, oh, underworld, not ground. What did I say? Underworld. Ultima underground or Ultima underworld? <laughs> I don't know what but I said. But it felt right when you said it. It felt right. Something, something I found it sounded right. I can't. Hmm. We may throw yeah, that okay. in there too because that came out in 92. That's perfect zone for this. We should talk about that. Yeah. Chat room saying, chat room saying, yeah, Underground was later. Later PC title. Yeah, I thought it sounded right, right too. Yeah, but it's not so that, that late. But we'll know next week. We'll be, we'll be well. Oh, first. we'll be so ready to go, you guys. You don't even understand. Sometimes it's about us learning too. So it's fun. Yeah. We're going to learn. We're going to play. We're going to have a great time. And I hope you guys do as well. That's next week. Ultima on the menu. And we'll be done with the mm-hmm. Halloween stuff. So it'll be on to whatever we do in November. Hey, you know Happy what else? Halloween I'd like to... and trick or treats. Hell yeah. Be safe, by the way. Don't eat any razor blades mm-hmm. or whatever bullshit they ta- taught you when you were a kid. <laughs> Don't eat your razor blades yeah. and a rock. Any rocks Sorry, Charlie or, t- Brown. or tampered with Tylenol or any of that. Any of the 80s retro yeah. uh, scares. Don't get involved. Right. Satanism, get, all that yeah. stuff. Forget about it. It's stupid. Yeah, don't if you're. Yeah, don't get into Satanism if you're going. Yeah, unless you really want to. I guess I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm here for this. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, why not? Do what you got to do. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/playretro is a place to support us, and I want to thank Corey W. Leland Albertson and Corey Humphrey for being three, just three of our many followers and supporters over at Patreon.com/slash/playretro, where you'll get no commercials ever pre-show content every episode and other monthly benefits that you need to go read about and sign up for at patreon.com slash play retro. That's going to do it for today's show. If you're looking for stuff on the website, any other contact info, all that stuff, you can find it at frogpants.com slash play retro. Brian, is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? Yeah, I'd just like to let everybody know that we're multi-streaming now that Twitch has changed their policy. So we're back on Twitch as well as doing our YouTube thing. So if you're listening to this podcast and you occasionally check in on the live cast, you can find us just about everywhere. Yeah, go uh, the easiest way to do it. I set it up just yesterday. Go to uh, frogpants.com slash, uh, or no, I'm sorry, frogpants.tv. And that will take you to a page where you can just choose your poison, choose your platform and go. Go. And we're all in there. Everyone's in the same chat. We're all talking. It's great. Uh, just use the platform you prefer. And uh, any support no over there TV is also welcome. No TV makes Homer something, something. Something, something. Don't mind if I do. I love that episode. I'm going to watch that this week. <laughs> anyway, that is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Go play something retro. And we'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. Spooky graphics. Spooky graphics. Spooky graphics.